This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. Today, we have Peter from Michelle's season. You know him as the pizzapreneur. Can't wait to talk to him and find out about his journey and how everything went down on the season. But, of course, you know how we do, Mike. We got to start with our hot takes. And I'm going to start with this one, man. Uh, this recent episode, I got to dive into this because this this hits home, literally, with me uh martin was actually having a conversation with michelle and it kind of took a little bit of a south turn you know he was very nervous about it because he thought he was going home it kind of took more of a serious uh, turn and he was speaking about miami women from miami and he asked michelle if if she was high maintenance because he knows a lot of women in miami that are high maintenance so he asked her if she was high maintenance and of course she was like what are you talking about? Like she was like, yeah. no way am I high maintenance. So listen, PSA to all my Miami women. I love y'all. Not all of you are like this, but there are some of you out there. And I feel like Martin wasn't able to express himself as well to Michelle as he would have liked. And that's why it went south. Um, but yeah, like I want to hear your opinion, Mike, and then I'll give mine. But like, what do you feel is a quote unquote high maintenance woman. First and foremost, I love you, Brian, but you I ain't gonna get I ain't gonna get caught up by you <laughs> by, by, by your words. I ain't getting caught up. Hey, listen, nobody. I came out with a PSA beforehand, okay? <laughs> you did, but you know damn well nobody cared about that PSA. <laughs> but I think what constitutes a high um, a high maintenance individual, you're speaking of a high maintenance woman, I always say I like a woman that I can go mudding with and also go to a gala with, right? If she got her nails did, you know, she got the little French tip or whatever the case may be, her hair done, you know, she got to wear her, uh, like she need a certain type of lotion or whatever the case may be. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, where I have the issue is when she's like, I can't do that. I'm breaking a nail. I'm like, nah, baby, we can't. Nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. Because I want to, you, you're my best friend. We need to have fun as well. You know, that's where I draw the line of when you high maintenance because you, you can't do certain things. Because yeah. okay, okay. Now, now, now I understand. Like you just got your hair done, right? Like the women I've dated, when it rains outside, best believe I got to make sure I have something over their head, right? Yeah. You know, I wear do rag all the time. I know my lady has to wear her stuff as well, and so I'm cool with that. But if you're talking about, oh, I can't do some simple stuff because of what you did three weeks ago to your to look pretty or whatever the case may be, nah, we ain't having that. I mean, Martin did basically, because she asked him multiple times, like, what do you consider a high maintenance woman? And his answer was basically when the woman expects the man to do everything, right? Like provide, you know, not only emotionally, uh, financially. And I get what he was trying to say. I mean, I, I, I Yeah, you're from Miami. I'm from Texas. It's different. I think there are some women out there that don't bring too much to the table and they want to bring their looks into it. Right. They How about get, say, just be honest. I'll be say honest. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah they get, they get their BBLs, they get their lips done, they get their boobs done. Why? Because let's face it, guys are physically attracted to that. Right. Maybe not the overboard situation that some of these people do, some of these women do out there, but yes, they're physically attracted. So they get all this done and then Basically, just because they look good, they're going to expect the guy to pay for everything and provide for them simply because it's like they're a trophy. They're so fine that, you know, they deserve they deserve everything. And 
you know, that is cool. Look, if, if a woman is getting money and, you know, she finds a rich guy and uh, somebody who is going to, quote unquote, provide everything for them, then good on her. You know what I'm saying? But then I can flip it on the other side is like as the man in that situation, it's like, yeah, you got this, quote unquote, dime piece physically. But like, do you really know that she's with you for you or is it for your money? Correct. You I know don't, what I'm saying? I don't want a trophy wife. I do not want a trophy wife. I want a royalty life, right? Oh. So therefore, yeah, I'm don't want a trophy. Down. Yeah, do not <laughs> want a trophy wife. I want a royalty life. And so therefore, if she the baddest, you know, the little tummy tuck, the boobs, you know, the, the ass, all that good stuff, that's cool. But what else are you bringing to the exactly. table? Exactly, and that's why what I think, like he was trying to get at, in the sense of like. Yeah, you look good, but at the end of the day, years from now, those looks are going to fade. Like, what else are you bringing to the relationship? Exactly. Like, do you have a sense of humor? Do you have a great personality? Do you guys have fun together? Do you have like interests? Like, if it's just, you know, the TNA, you know what I'm saying? And like, now you expect all this, you know, uh, security from a man. I just think that, you know, I think it's so much more attractive when, yeah, they look good physically, but. They have their own money. They're independent. They're a boss woman. You know what I'm saying? Like Bro, boss that's woman the type of woman. On. That's the type of woman that I feel like guys should be going for. Boss woman turned me on. Deion Sanders just said it. he just had, I think, knee surgery. And his wife, she a baddie. I ain't gonna lie. She is a very attractive woman. But he was saying, fellas, I don't care if your wife got the better hair, the better nails, the better body, XYZ. He says, What matters at the end of the day is she gonna be by your side when shit hits the fan. Mm. That's what I mean by a royalty life. You can have no, your trophy that, wife. I'm at a royalty life. So I feel him when it comes to like, is she doing too much? If your girl doing too much in terms, what, what was the key, the key terms again? High maintenance. And I, High maintenance. Yeah. Exactly what you just said. Like when it, when you get into that, you know, those rough times, you know what I'm saying? She got with you for that security. Like, is she going to stick by you? Let's say if you lose all your money, you know what I'm saying? That's when yeah. the two true test comes about. Right. And you see their character and their morals and all that. Now, I don't, and this may this may be a real hot topic. I may say something controversial. I don't have an issue with my wife not working. I don't have an issue with my wife just being a baddie. If, and there's a big if, if she supports me, if she literally talks great about me behind my back and goes out and supports our royalty life family, right? If she is, you know, putting people in their check, like if she's taking care of the house, taking care of the kids, like, I don't shy away from that either. Yeah. I say I, and I say, and I mean, I am in love with a, a boss chick. I truly am. But she could be a boss chick and take care of this house. She could yeah. be a boss chick and take care of a business. I Either way is fine for me. But when it comes to her just being a baddie and that's it, like she's brought, bringing me peace. That's like she ain't enough. bringing me my peace. She's not helping me to discuss like how we can be better as a royalty family, a royalty life. You know, she... She want to have a, a nanny for the kids, things like that. No, nah, we can't have that. And I, I agree with you, man. And and but in no way am I saying like there's nothing wrong with a woman being high maintenance. Right. But look at all the things you described in the woman that you were just talking about. Right. How yeah. she is contributing to the relationship. Correct. You, you have to contribute to the like, royalty life. Yeah. You definitely want to cater to that woman because she's, she's taking care of your kids. She's taking care of the household. She's cooking, doing whatever the whatever it is, supporting you emotionally uh, and physically when the time comes about. Like, you I don't just, see anything wrong with that. But if it's just somebody that like at the drop of a dime, you know, she's using you for your money and she would go to somebody that has more money than you, you know, hell no, without thinking about it, then that's not I'm the just, type of woman. Brian, I'm going to say it. The sex don't feel the same if I feel like she can leave me for somebody else that got my money. It just don't. So therefore, I don't feel content. To the next piece. If you said you said something about uh, she cooking, I learned this before. Like my my the last girlfriend I had that we lived together, she did like th four days. I did like three days of the cooking. Like well, you know, if we did like a seven full seven days, whoever the person is not cooking need to be doing the dishes. Hell yeah, right? it's it ain't teamwork. just yeah, it's teamwork. But we got to keep it moving because I definitely want to get into our guest today. We got Peter the Pizza Man. But first, I want to get into my hot take. Have you yeah. ever dealt with an asshole? Uh, asshole, if you don't know, <laughs> is someone who they will ask you for advice left and right, ask you all kind of questions, but they are asshole, bro, because they don't ever ever take the advice. Like oh, never, God. not zero out of ten times do they take the advice. Have you, you like, ever take dealt with time an out of your day 
to yes. basically give them the best advice, the best route to take, and they completely do the opposite. I've run into yes. that situation with friends and family, actually. Right. But hey, just, they're going to do what they're going they're going to want to do at the end of the day, right? It's like it is what it is. It's like why even give you any advice? Like you, they're going to do what they want to do exactly. But like, am I am I wasting my breath over here? Like, what's going on? Like, we got the group chat with the homies and. Like, you know, and everyone knows they probably tired of me saying I'm a financial advisor by trade. Right. And so we have a lot of financial conversations in our group chat. And to my homie listening, I love you, but I'm gonna get on you right now. <laughs> he bro, I, he makes me scratch my head every day because like he'll bring up stuff I'm like, bro, I never knew this today. When six years ago, four years ago, five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, one year ago, I'll be like, bro, why did you not do this? He's such an asshole. Like, <laughs> oh, the guy I love him to death, man. Assholes get on my nerves. Hey, man, listen, all like all you could do, I mean, just be there for them as a good friend. And it's like at the end of the day, <laughs> if they take your advice, you know, you're going to be a better person for it. But if you choose not to listen to me, that's on you, man. That's on you, period, period. Dot. Uh, you know, but the beautiful thing about those friendships is that when they do finally come to it, because I think sometimes we hear what the person is saying, we don't like let it digest. But then if you're a real good friend, as long as they find it, right, whatever the question that they ask for, as long as they get to the right side of the tracks, even if they didn't yeah. take your advice, it's still a beautiful thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You, always, you always want to uplift them and you want them to succeed. So like you said, it may not be the route you told them to take, but as long as they get there and they're in good hands and you know they take care of their business, then that's all you could ask for. That's all you could yeah, ask for. I, an asshole. I've, I've, I've encountered a lot of them. <laughs> Definitely, man. But, you know, I'm really, I wish I had like a pepperoni Italian pizza in front of me because we have the man himself, Peter, on the pod. Can't wait to talk to him. Got the perfect guy for that. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's bring him in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome, Peter, the Doughboy Pizzapreneur is in the building. What is going on, my man? Buongiorno, pizza <laughs> You did not say that. <laughs> What's going on? Peter, uh, before we even get into this, I have to ask, did you prepare that? Did you know that you were going to say that? That's my thing, man. Slice up for tea, baby. <laughs> Slice up for tea? I oh, God, he, I He's it. always promoting, man. He's always promoting the biz. You know, uh, on our season, we had a, a, a kid named uh, Box King, right? I think his name was Joe yes. Box King or something. Box King, yes. You you reminded me of Box King. Like, I love it. You got you. You're you're a pizzapreneur. Do your thing, Pippin. Do it. I'm changing lives one slice at a time, baby. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> All right, Peter, man. Let's get right into it. Uh, you definitely had your fair share of drama this season, so let's just get this out of the way and get to know yeah, you a little man. bit more first. Talk to me about how you ended up on the show. Yeah. So it's actually um, it's actually a really funny story. My uh, my sister and my mother they are avid Bachelor fans. They've been watching for like ten years. It's something that they always do uh, every night that it was on. And uh, my sister one day was scrolling through Instagram and she saw an advertisement and it was like, if you know any eligible men deserving or willing of love, put in their application here. And uh, my sister, thinking the most of me, of course, was like, oh, my God, this is perfect for my brother. This is so <laughs> great. And she puts me in. And uh, about a month and a half, two months later, and mind you, she forgets to tell me that, oh, yeah, by the way, Peter, I submitted you for The Bachelorette. 
I get a phone call from one of the casting members one day, just out of the blue, no, out of nowhere. And it, they called me perfect because I was driving from Northwest Florida to South Florida. I had like an eight hour drive. Oh, wow. And you had uh, time that day. I had time. I had time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, she's like, hey, what's going on? Is this Peter? We saw your application. We'd love to talk to you more about your opportunity to find uh, a true love, this and that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is not him. <laughs> Don't call me solicitor. And I hung up the phone. All man. of a sudden, <laughs> I get a DM like, hey, I don't know if you hung up intentionally. We're really trying to talk to you. Please call us back whenever. So immediately I call my sister. I'm like, what did you do? What's going <laughs> on over here? This and that. And she's like, call him back right now. Call him back right now. So that's what I did. I called her back and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. Poor service. Didn't mean to hang up. Poor service. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm in the bad. Uh, you know, my bad. My bad. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm interested. I'd love to find out more, see if this is something for me, yada, yada. And um, one thing just turned into the next and the evolution of it all kind of just came right into, into, into play, to be honest with you. It was actually the most perfect timing that it could have ever been because um, – in my family, I felt like I was the most secure, the most in the in the best position I've ever been in my career. I felt like I was in the best position I've ever been in financially. I felt like all the T's were crossed, all the I's were dotted. And uh, the only thing that I was missing was, you know, somebody that I can share it all with, you know. And um, yeah, man, real talk, real talk. No points you know? for sure. And uh, I feel like I'm really out here trying to, you know, besides all like the, the laughing and the gimmick stuff, I really feel like I'm out here really trying to build an empire up. And um, it's not just for myself. It's for, you know, my future wife and my future family. And um, that opportunity to, to really dive into something where I could be in a situation where it's two like-minded people shooting for the same goal. I've never been exposed to that before in my life. So it was really a refreshing opportunity that uh, I couldn't say no to. I had to jump on. You said you've never been exposed to that. Have you been in love before or no? Uh, I feel like I've um, experienced what love could be uh, at certain points, but never really, um, you know, a true, a true, true love. I feel like there's definitely a couple of relationships that I have mm -hmm. that um, – uh, there are some amazing, you know, young women that I, I only wish the best on and I hope they're happy with whatever they're doing in their life and everything. But, uh, uh, you know, if it was the right one, I would still be with them. Right. I, I, I like how you thought about that because you were like, look, I don't need none of y'all coming to my pizza spot to mess my spot. Like, I was like, I like how you like, hold up. Let me get my thoughts together. Okay. I love all y'all. I got love for you. <laughs> so I'm smart. But, uh, man, you're. Talking about, you know, your mom and your sister, they love the show. They've been watching it for like a decade, you mentioned. Did y'all talk about like what your limo interest should be? Because I loved it. So that was something that just like happened last second. To be honest with you, I really wanted to come out really cheesy, no pun intended, and, <laughs> uh, and show up on like a little Vespa or something. Because I was like, listen, there's no way they're getting another Italian like me on the show or anything like that. Let's full send. I'm going to come on a little Vespa, honking the little horn, you know, with the little bell. It didn't fall through, which is all good. And then I was like, you know what? Even better. Let's stay true to the roots. I'm going to come out with my big personality, slinging dough, doing what I do, changing lives one slice at a time, baby. <laughs> and Shameless uh, plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. And, we love it. And, uh, I'm just going to full send. I'm going to go out there and, you know, that's like my thing. I scream every single day to uh, all my pizza lovers, you know, b -b -b buongiorno, pizza lovers, what's going on? <laughs> it's your boy. I do. And you know what, man? I get people that hit me up and they tell me that it starts their day up, that they look forward to seeing that. And um, it really full circle comes into like a lifestyle brand. You know, it's more than just pizza that we're serving at the end of the day. So I felt like it was perfect to plug that in. And uh, just come up with my big personality, throwing some dough in the air. So I, I hope you got all those sayings trademarked. Because trademark I, I don't know, you, you have something there. Okay, trademark really stand. Really like that. I like that. So talk to me about what that first night was like for you, meeting Michelle and then meeting all the guys. How was that? Man, let me tell you something. I, I, I know I'm a big personality and all, 
never ever have I been nervous like that in my life. In my life, I'm a D2 athlete. Uh, I played lacrosse back in college, and uh, we've been in some high intense games. Never ever was I nervous like that. I was shaking. I walked up to her. I was like, "Hey, yeah. my name's Peter. How's it going?" Uh, How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what comes after that. Yeah, Peter. Everyone crazy. forgets, bro. Everyone forgets Wait, what, what they're. What everybody they're blacks say. out for like five seconds. It yeah, I was blacked out. I was blacked out. But Michelle really just, she really just put me at ease, and uh, she had such a, a calming demeanor to really just like hone you into that moment and just really make you feel like it's just you two and there's no cameras, there's nothing else there. And, um, you know, that's a quality that I hope that I can uh, find in a future wife of mine, something that she carries very well on her. And that night just really, I mean, it started off here and it just continued to escalate for me um, and her. I felt like we had a great vibe when we first met. And then uh, when I was able to steal her away later that night, I felt like we had a great connection um, I had a little cannoli set up for us cannoli. and, uh, cannoli out. I brought yeah. the cannolis out, baby. Piped them myself. <laughs> I love this. I love it. Brian, are you noticing something? I'm saying something right now with Peter. Like he's, he's this big, like you said, uh, like you said yourself, Peter, you have this huge personality, right? You really do. You show it off. You do a great job with it. But then Brian, I don't know if you've caught it so far. I've done it a couple times, Peter, to where when he starts talking serious about like love in a relationship, you know, he settles down to himself. He's like, "Yo, you know, this is." This is real, you know? <laughs> I see that. I see yeah, that. I am. Like, I'm, I'm picking. I'm picking up what you put down, Peter. I'm out here. He said, "I'm out here." So let's let's get back into the show, right? Yeah. First group date, drama out the door. We we see right. you. We see Will in the classroom. I don't know if you listen to talking out. If you haven't yet, shame on you, right? But you, because I've definitely said some things about you. And I'm bringing it up on the pod as well, right? Right. And like. Did you and Will have issues going into the date? I mean, what's up? Yeah, take us back to the beginning. Like, when when did it all start with Will? Let's go all the way back. Let's lay everything on the table. Let's just put the truth out because everybody deserves the truth. You know what I'm saying? Um, That first group date, we've only been in the house maybe 24 hours at that point. The next day, um, we wake up in the morning. We're all excited. All of a sudden, boom, date card happens. Group date. We get picked for the group date. I'm in the mix for the group date as well as Will and a bunch of the other guys and everything. And that group date is later on that afternoon. So we got thrown right into it quick, really excited. I'm on the first group date um, for the whole kickoff of everything. I felt like I had a great relationship with Michelle, something really positive that we can continue to grow on and move on into the next uh, segment of it. Um, leading up into that first group date, honest to God, my hand on, on the Bible. I had barely spoken to Will, maybe two, three words. I had nothing pre-leading that. There was no bad blood between the two of us, um, to be honest. Just another dude in the house. Just another dude in the house. And I was still trying to remember everybody's name, you know, just who was like another dude in the mix. Because we just got there. We just got there, you know. I'm still trying to remember everybody's name. We're all getting to know each other. You know, I'm trying to keep it light because I know I have a bold personality. And uh, I'm trying to crack a few jokes here and there with some of the guys that are reciprocating with it. And, you know, just excited to get into the mix of the first group date. There was nothing at all leading into that first group date between Will and I that would explain any reasoning why I would get singled out for that date right then and there. There was absolutely zero that was going on. So then we get uh, we get put into that group date and then... Um, Michelle starts saying, okay, welcome to class. I'm in the front of the class. I like to say that I was a studious kid uh, <laughs> growing up. You know, my teachers may say otherwise, but I'll say that I am for the viewers. <laughs> and uh, we're having a great time. I'm getting picked on by the, the children that are there. And then all of a sudden, Michelle had gone and asked us to say, she broke it down. She said, okay, this is somebody that I really don't want to look for in a relationship. Everybody go ahead and spell the word narcissist. So boom, narcissist comes out. I write, I spell out the word narcissist. I put, I don't know if you guys remember, I put a big thumbs down because it's disgusting. And um, then all of a sudden I hear the, the children 
going, ooh, ah, and like, you know, they know what's going on. Those are very smart children. They, were, they know. They so I look, I look over and I see Will, he's like giggling. He wrote my name. So I'm looking over and honestly, at that moment, it looked like that I was really, really upset and this and that, but I was more confused and perplexed because of how bizarre and random that his actions were than anything, you know? Um, when, you, when you say his actions, you're talking about him putting your name down as the definition yeah, of an narcissist? Yeah, abs- okay. absolutely. Like he hadn't even met, like you hadn't even we interacted with him. We didn't even so. know each other. We <laughs> didn't even know each other. It, it's like, it's like, let me break it down for you like this, right? The recipe of a pizza pie, you got your <laughs> dough, right? So your dough right here is Michelle, the foundation, baby, the base. I'll be the sauce because I, I got a little spice. All the other guys, <laughs> they're like the cheese. We're going to sprinkle them on, right? All of a sudden, all your ingredients are done. You're about to close the box. As soon as you're closing the box, somebody all of a sudden, boom, throws pineapple on top of the pizza. Oh, <laughs> pineapple. Not the pineapple we pizza. That, man. That's <laughs> Yo, analogy of our entire yeah, podcast an- right an- there. Analogy gold. You, you get <laughs> that analogy. Come on. Come on. So it was completely bizarre, totally out of nowhere, uncalled for. And that just started the whole thing, you know? I feel like if he would have just pulled me off to the side right afterwards and be like, hey, bro, my bad. Just the heat of the moment. I'm in the mix with you. You know, we're all trying to have good fun. I mean, nothing by it. I think you're a stand-up dude. I don't really know you or whatever it was. I would have been like, you know what? For the peace of the household, let bygones be bygones. We would have shaked on it, and I would have kept it moving. All day, all night, he doesn't say anything to me. We're passing each other. He continues to like track, uh, crack jokes at my expense. And I'm a man of integrity, you know? I, I, I'm very proud of what I've established and developed at 26 years old. And... To be called a narcissist so early on by somebody that literally doesn't even know me, I think it's completely uncalled for. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So what I, I have, I will's not here to defend himself in order. I mean, we're talking to you. We're talking to like one of the best analogy guys in the game right now. 26 <laughs> year old, you know, doing your thing, business owner, small business owner, doing your thing. So proud of that. But Peter, I have to ask, like, if you guys only said two, three words to each other, why the hell would he do that? That's a great question. If I could tell you the answer to that, I think we would have not even had to have all this. You know, okay. I think a lot of things would have been resolved. Different um, question then. Why didn't you come to him, you know, a man of integrity, come directly to him and confront him head on yourself? So so I, I actually wanted to um, earlier than I had in the group date. But um, I, when I had the opportunity to go and address him, um, I took the opportunity to go and address him on the side of the pool and uh, oh, Lord. Later, later that night, right? Later that night. And um, in the beginning of that conversation, which unfortunately not all the viewers got to see, I really started off very humble and calm. And I said, hey, man, listen, if I could just speak and let me let you know where I'm at with everything, you know, just please hear me out. And then um, once you hear me out, like you can speak and you know, hopefully we can come to some type of resolution for all this. Before I can even come to the end of that sentence, he already started to cut me off. He started to raise raise his hands. He started to elevate his voice. And then at the end of the day, I am uh I am uh, a Long Island Italian. I get excited. So uh I'm not gonna take any shit, you know. I, I came back and then I had eventually it was just like you can't even you can't even reason with the dude because it's just no, it, it's, he couldn't even comprehend what was going on. So I had to, I had to just walk away from the situation. So I took myself out of the situation. I was like, you know what? I'm over you, bro. I'm going to keep it moving and then continue to do my thing. And that's the way that it went uh, the rest of, of uh, that evening. So there's, so, to something set the record. there's something missing. I'm sorry, Brian. What were you saying? 
No, I, I guess I was just going to ask, like, to set the record state, to set the record straight. Because, for example, we saw a situation with Nate and Chris S. where Nate spoke certain words and Chris S. interpreted that as he had things in the bag. So, was there anything that you may have said in interaction with the guys that would have led Will? to think you were a narcissist. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not direct interaction with him. You get what I'm saying? But like maybe, you know, you're just shooting the shit with your boys, right? You know, and maybe you say certain things and then he's like, yo, this guy's kind of cocky. He's into himself. I don't know. Like, could that have happened? You know, that's it's it's hilarious because I wish that there was more time that we were on the show that yeah. there could have been more for that to establish because that would justify his reasoning to call me a narcissist um, you know, that easily we were in the house together for not even 24 hours. Yeah. So it was just so bizarre and out of the blue, there was no justification for it. And then the continuing for him to antagonize me throughout the duration of the show, you know, I was really responding to his antagonizing me consistently every single time. And you know, that, I responded when the bell was rung, and that and that's the way that it went down. That's the way it went down. And so, Peter, I got to be honest. You know, I I like yourself, and I appreciate this about you. I feel like you're one person of integrity and one person that's not going to shy away from a, a hard conversation to have with an individual. I've talked about you on this show, and I was like, why the hell did Peter? And I'm gonna say it with the same energy I said when you weren't here. I'm gonna say it right now. So I want your thoughts on this. Yeah, I'm like, why the hell did Peter throw Will's jack in the pool? That was a dumbass move. And so right. I'm here. We got the man of the hour. Right. Bro, he won the Top Gun Award. Like, you made my mans cry. Like, why you throw <laughs> his jacket in the pool like that, homie? Yeah, so, you know, there was a lot more that was leading up to that that unfortunately not everybody got to see. Um, you know, That's why we got to talk it out, baby. That's right. And smaller group conversations and whatnot. Um, you know, any chance that Will had to continue to antagonize me and come at my livelihood, um, call me a pizza boy and uh, call out my family and this and that. You <laughs> call know, your family. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, we know, don't do that. That's a no. Thinking, yeah, that's yeah all right. you know, and I'm very protective of my mother. My mother's an angel without wings. She's God sent. She is. Amen. She is my world. Okay. Yes. My little sister's the same way. You know, that's who I have in my life. My sister, my mother, my brothers, those are who I have in my life. And um, I'll tell you right now, my parent, my, uh, my mother, and my siblings, they were there for me before I went on the show, and they were the only ones there for me when I got off the show. So, mm -hmm. so you know, when somebody attacks my family and attacks my livelihood, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all out for it because Retaliate. that's what I that's that's what I have in my life. So being called the pizza boy and constantly being called the pizza boy and this and that, you know, he doesn't understand what it means to be a pizza boy. Yeah, you know what? I am a pizza boy. I am a pizza boy that clocked in 96 hours last week, and I, I'm the one that's developed a proprietary patented water filtration system that took me six months of nonstop research. Talk your talk, boy. Talk your talk, boy. No, but real talk. I'm the guy that goes out and handpicks all my, my San Marzano tomatoes from my pie that fresh makes my mozzarella cheese every single day because that's what I do. You know, I got all these burns on my arms and all that stuff for a reason, not because it, I think it looks cool. It's hard work and work that I've done since I was 13 years old from the bottom. I built myself up from the bottom of where I was at as a dishwasher to where I'm at today. And so, being called a pizza boy and trying to be belittled, don't come at me, bro. You don't even know me. They don't even know you. It's, it's fair. It's fair. I, I appreciate that, Peter. I want to start right by saying that. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you took you definitely took offense to the word narcissist you, you you took offense to that uh he was belittlingly used what i'm hearing as well you know talking about your feeling which i definitely would do the yeah, same thing cool. uh definition bully bro definition de de bully just well, just well, not cool I mean, who was the bully you made him cry so like <laughs> not everything that happened on the show was shown and um you know i'm very grateful to have this platform right now talk it out with you boys and we appreciate really just, you being honest yeah man no no i appreciate you guys you know giving me the opportunity to really just tell the truth not not so, put anything out just really tell the truth so i'm here to ask peter like the word narcissist definitely got to you can you explain like why did it bother you like so much when he just called you a narcissist in front of everyone so you know it really goes into something uh 
really deep for me. Um, you know, I mentioned that I have my sister, my, my brothers and my mother in my life. You know, I highlight that uh, my father's not in my life um, for a reason. Um, really, I don't want to go too much into it because it's really personal family stuff. But just to skim the, the top, my father's the definition of a narcissist. My father's still alive today and he's not been in my life for the last three, four years. He made that decision to not be in my life because of his narcissistic characteristics. And um, I know what it's like to have, you know, my mother cry in my arms and my sister cry in my arms for reasons mm-hmm. uh, as a son and as a, as a brother. And um, I know the type of man that he is. And I know the type of man that I am. And I know the type of man that I am is going to be a man of uh, strength and um, a man that anytime his wife asks him to ring the bell for her, he's going to do it. And anytime his kids look up to him, he's going to answer them back and tell them that he loves them. And that's something that I never had from my father. So uh, it, it really touched, it really touched home, you know, it really touched home. And I'll be the first one to admit it, you know, I got some demons that I buried in in, uh, in my stomach, you know, that I've buried deep that I, I still need to work on. And um, I acknowledge those things, you know, and, you know, maybe throwing Will's jacket in the pool wasn't the right thing to do. Unfortunately, it's the reality that happened and I'm living with those repercussions. You know, if I could go back and redo it, you know, do it over, maybe I wouldn't throw it in the pool, but who knows, maybe I still would because of how I felt and how strong that I felt. You know, I yeah. can't, I can't change things. You know, all I can do is try to fix them in the future and try to be a better human being for the society today. But, um, yeah, it touched home, man. I mean, I don't want to go too much more than that, but it really touched home and it's something that I'm actively working on. But, um, I know that a narcissist, it's a selfish human being. And I am the last person from that. I'm very proud of the young business owner that I am. I supply yeah. jobs for to almost that, 30 employees. You know, hey, let's I get into care. let's get into that more because like I, you you are I've said it about you on this episode you said it about yourself you are proud and there's nothing wrong oh, yeah. to be proud homie there's nothing wrong with that you you you, you come at me best believe your mommy your sister they may have watched our season I I am very proud as well and so yeah. I don't think there's nothing wrong with being a proud individual uh, but. I do love the swag that you come with, the sauce, as you said. <laughs> that analogy was fantastic, by the way. But, so he said, he said, Michelle is the base. You know, she's the dough. I'm the sauce. You know, that was dope. Tell us about, you know, working your ass off, 96 hours, you know, growing up in Long Island, the Italian that you are. Uh, it sounds like you are a positive role model in your household, like the work that you're doing, 26 show small business owner. Tell us all about that, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, uh, I started my first job when I was 13 years old. My, um, my mom, she, uh, for my birthday, I turned 13. They took me to the middle school, to the high school. I got my working papers. They took me out of school. They gave me my working papers. Here I am thinking like I'm having this big surprise of a day. Surprise, surprise for me. I'm getting put to work. Okay. <laughs> um, I get thrown into the mix at, uh, this famous pizzeria on Long Island. Um, a family that I love and cherish that I owe them so much for They taught me a life skill that I'm able to provide for myself and my, my family and my future family now. So I'm very grateful for that. But, uh, I started off at the bottom, man. I started off as a dishwasher working in the kitchen with a bunch of guys. I remember getting my head pushed in the water. I remember, uh, like hazing you? Yeah, hazing. 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 Yeah, Initiation. Hazing. Oh, my God. I remember I went up to the head chef. I was 14 years old. I'll never forget. This is a true story. I asked him, I'm like, where does this pot go? I don't know where this goes. He goes, you know where that pot goes? It goes right next to your shine box. And when you're over there, kid, why don't you get your shine box, come back over here and shine my shoes. I'm 14 years old. I'm staring at uh, a Tony Soprano lookalike oh. over here. Okay, just to give you an idea. The Goodfellas reference. I love that. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so I started off and I just kept working my way up. I always had a hunger for uh, – I had an ambition to learn. And um, I grew up in a huge Italian family who was always a big centerfold for us. So for me to fall into something hospitality-related really just made sense, especially pairing with my personality, 
I feel like my biggest edge is that I'm an everybody guy. I get along with everybody. Um, I'm really able to connect with anybody and just, you know, have fun, have a quick combo and keep it moving, which is perfect in a restaurant setting. And, uh, I opened up my first pizzeria for that family when I was 17. I opened up another one for them when I was 19. And then when I was 20, I opened up another one for them. So by the time I was 20 years old, I had opened up three pizzerias for this family. And um, this is while I was in college, double majoring, uh, hospitality management and accounting. Um, Not to toot my own horn, but I graduated number one in my class for hospitality management. And uh, I I was playing lacrosse in college as well. So then that led into um, being able to, I I got given this opportunity to go ahead and study abroad in Italy. And um, I went out in Italy, I studied abroad and I extended my my trip. I was out there for almost a year because I have dual citizenship. And um, that's when I met uh, this Michelin star chef, his name was Pietro and uh, the sommelier, which is like a big wine expert, you know? And, um, I shadowed under them for a month and then they really took me under their wing and I ran their whole front of house operations for this, like one level white glove service for, um, food and beverage. And that's where I really just grew into my knowledge of going with the chef every single morning. I mean, it was such an experience. They didn't take reservations. They sold tickets, like an experience to a show. So when you appeared that day to the restaurant, it was whatever the chef had hand selected that morning, fresh from the market that he was going to prepare for you for this like uh 13 course menu and i would go with him every morning learn about these ingredients then with the sommelier learn how to pair them with the ingredients and my love affair with food just really started to develop even more and really started to grow and grow and grow and um with my hustle being grown up from long island um i feel like long islanders really have this like quick pace high pace high octane energy and uh, they saw that and they they wanted to take that and run within and i i wanted to run as quick as they wanted to to send me out so um i was very fortunate to just really grow that that knowledge uh with those gentlemen i'm still in contact with them today and uh you know they're, they're still doing their thing out there in florence so so is that where you learned italian or did you know italian just growing up in the house so um my dad's actually from italy uh, so I was always around Italian speaking, you know, people and everything, but it wasn't really until I moved to Florence where I mastered my, uh, my, uh, Italian. So I saw on a date on a Top Gun day, you busted out the Italian. I did. I did. Unfortunately, Will came behind you and talked a little Spanish and you claimed that he basically said the same thing you did in Spanish. How did you feel yeah. about that? Yeah, that was wild, man. I was actually the first person to uh, to, to go yeah. to in that G-force thing and everything. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Let me be a little different. Let me be a little unique. Let me let me uh, let me hit a little romance language. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I got I got I got to level up. I got to start to separate myself from these other guys. And I go in there. I I whisper some some sweet whispers in Italian, and. Uh, then all of a sudden, um, like five, six guys later, this guy, because I actually speak Spanish because of the restaurants and everything. I was around oh, so, so you many. Knew. So you oh, knew exactly so you knew what exactly, he said. Yeah. So I knew exactly what he said. I speak Spanish just as well as I speak Italian. And nice. um, Dude, that's dope, by the way. <laughs> I got, I got, I, I never took a class either, just from being in the mix in the restaurants and stuff. Uh, so I knew exactly what he was saying. He was almost verbatim of what I said, um, which was wild. So Peter, you, you know, we know that you live in Florida now, uh, but I think Brian was asking, like, what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs or shall I say pizzapreneurs, you know, anyone looking to start their own business, man? Um, <clears throat> advice that I can give is uh, when you love what you do, work just kind of starts to fade away really dive into your career dedicate your time to really separating yourself from you know the guy down the block don't ever feel like you're in competition with the other shop because as soon as you feel like you're in competition with the other shop you're already lost Mm. facts facts focus on your goals you know what i'm saying 
I've been focusing on my goals and I, 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 I have personally fell in love with every single product that I brought into my establishment because as soon as you step foot inside one of my pizzerias, you become a part of my family, you know, and that's what I say every time I hear somebody, oh, it's our first time here. Welcome to the family. What can I get for you? Every single person. That's just the way it is. Every single one. That's the way we hit them. Well, and uh, I'm, I'm smiling. I know you see me smiling right now. Homie, <laughs> did you, you just drop some right quick. How many pizzerias do you have? So I'm very proud to say I'm actively working on my third pizzeria right now. And I got another one in the mix. Congrats. Um, got a franchise over here, man. Multiple. Uh, <laughs> That's I'm amazing. very proud. I'm very proud to say that it's a family business now. I have my brother, who's my mentor, uh, my best friend, um, like my father figure in my life. He's really uh, he's really um, I love that guy. You know, he's more than a brother to me. I wish uh, I wish there were more words that I could say for him. Um, he's really given me an opportunity to prove myself, not only to, you know, him and, and my family, but, uh, to this world and to myself. Um, he gave me an opportunity. I was 23 years old to open up my first pizzeria. I opened up my first pizzeria just outside Tallahassee, um, in Port St. Joe, a small, uh, town that was devastated by a, a major hurricane a few years ago. And we went into that area looking to put some families back in their homes. And there was a serious need for uh anything food and beverage because of how devastated it was and uh it was just perfect timing for not only that community but for myself as well uh the community they they thank us for being there i thank them for having me there so um it goes hand in hand i just opened up another location in boca raton uh right on palmetto park road right next nice. to the beach it's beautiful spot the beach is right there Slices, slicing a nice. How what's you doing? The, what's the restaurant <laughs> called? Like, what's the pizza shop called? Peter's Pizzeria, baby. Peter's <laughs> Pizzeria. He was waiting That's, for that question. Doesn't get more was... original than that. <laughs> he was oh, waiting for that question. I got, I got, I got to hit up Boca Raton or Fort Lauderdale. You know, I got to get one of these slices for sure. I got Yo. Pompano Beach coming up very soon. Pompano Beach, we're hoping by February is going to open. And then, uh, I don't know, you might not have to leave Miami, bro. We might have one popping up in Miami soon. Okay. Well, there we I'm go. Home. I'm, I'm going to definitely have to check you out for sure. So what's one thing, Peter Pizzeria, that, you know, you wish fans got to know about you while your time on the show? Uh, honestly, if there's one thing that I wish the fans can get to know me about me more is that I got a lot more layers than uh, – I have a lot more depth than what was just shown. I feel like a lot of people got lost in the sauce when I just threw the jacket in the pool. And uh, So you have more than one topping is what you're saying. I got a lot of <laughs> toppings. No pineapple. He's, a, he's, a, supreme, he's a supreme pizza. Definitely not a supreme guy. Definitely not a supreme guy. I'm talking about I'm talking about the layers, man. Don't throw the kitchen sink. Got it. Don't do that. <laughs> he said, no, we don't do that. Speaking from a professional himself. Peter, you definitely, man, like, ooze passion. Yeah. Right? You literally ooze passion. Like, I think when we think about Kanye West a lot, uh, he oozes passion. Like, he gets, he's passionate about everything that he touches, and I feel like you have the same <laughs> thing. And I think with that, we, we as people sometimes get the wrong impression of them, right? Because you're so passionate about what you do. And I can say from here talking to you now, you're definitely passionate. I, everyone that knows me knows I'm going to come at you. If I say it behind your back, I'll say it in front of your face. And I appreciate you for allowing me to ask you the questions and you just being honest about what it is. You know, you're a person of integrity, like you said, and you're passionate for what you've done. You know, speaking three languages, which I kind of like low key, I'm jealous because I want to, you know, one day, <laughs> um, you know, young, 26 years old, working on your fourth pizzeria. So you're, you're working your ass off, homie. 96 hours last yeah, week. Man. So just my hats off to you in that. But what's what's next for you? We got to know. You know, that's a great question. Um, I'm really just trying to, you know, focusing on these pizzerias and everything like that. Unfortunately, you know, this time around on uh, my love life, it didn't work out um, between Michelle and I. Paradise. But you never know. Paradise is around the corner. <laughs> Might be ringing my doorbell. We'll see what happens with that. Don't but, hang up um, this time. <laughs> I won't hang right, up this right. time. I got I got the bachelorette saved in my phone now. So, uh, but so at um, the end, yeah. go ahead. No, I just wanted to ask you, Peter. Like at the end of the day, do you have any 
regrets about anything that went down on the show? Um, you know, if we're going to talk about like that subject one more time, I guess my biggest regret is allowing uh, Will to get a platform out of me um, based off of my reactions and everything like that. I don't think that I was deserving of it. I don't think that I, I should have allowed myself to stoop to a level like that because I know who I am. I know what my worth is. And I know that the way I handle myself and I carry myself uh, from my community, you know, from my, throughout my friends and my family. And uh, that was completely out of character of me to, to do all those things. So that would be my biggest regret. But otherwise, um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I had to really, you know, dive into the vulnerability. I've never really exposed myself that way to, uh, to a process like that where, um, you know, there was times where I, I almost cried and, you know, I'm, I'm not that kind of guy that's going to, you know, I'll crack jokes to the end of the day before I shed a tear. Mm. And uh, so, you know, I, I really tried to lean into the process and, and uh, you know, there was so much, there was so much to it too. You know, there was the relationship side, you know, with Michelle and trying to grow that relationship. There was also the other side of trying to grow your relationship with yourself and really find out who you are in, inside uh-huh. as a yeah. young man. And, yes. uh, you know, who you really are and what your character really is and what you stand for and, and, and what you believe in. So, well, Peter definitely appreciate you uh, having you today. You make me laugh. Yeah. Thanks really, for being vulnerable, man. I mean, laugh. thanks for opening up like that. Yeah, no, I thank you guys. I really appreciate this opportunity. I know there was a lot of animosity going on in this last month and everything like that. And, um, we don't have no animosity be, towards you. No, but you know, it's not you guys, but it, you know, the, the whole bubble and everything like that, uh, you know, just to be able to be given this platform for you guys to really understand who I am. I hope that, you know, you don't think like I'm just this, some guy that's get, get throwing jackets in pools and all that stuff, you know? All I'm gonna tell you, Peter, is that I like you. I like our conversation that we had. When I come to Florida, I'm gonna try a piece and you know I'm gonna talk shit if it's nasty. <laughs> uh, he's got three he's got three locations man it must be good right <laughs> it must be great he's working on this we're changing one. lives one slice at a time for one slice a reason, at a time bro. there we go baby there we go gotta, gotta get that last plug in bro before we leave appetite, baby. <laughs> yo mike i think that was a very insightful interview i mean i i, I like getting the backstory of why he was so upset you know, when he heard the word narcissist, you know, and telling us a story about his dad, you know, and how he pretty much wants to be the opposite of what his dad was. So I thought that was pretty, pretty powerful and insightful for me. What do you think? Absolutely agree. We can always learn something in everyone, whether good or bad. And he spoke his and he's a he's a young protege. So I love a kid. Yeah. And he's definitely got passion, man. I mean, you know, full if there's passion. one thing I took from that. It's like, you know, get into your passion just like that man is because, I mean, I, I think he's going to do big things. And obviously with three stores, that's big time. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode. All of our listeners, we absolutely love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a fan of Talking It Out. And by the way, guys, we are casting for the upcoming season of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Head to bachelornation.com slash apply to nominate yourself or someone else. And yes, yes, definitely apply. Uh, you know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories, your insight. So please don't forget to comment, to like, to follow, to message us on social at Talking It Out, B as in Bachelor, N as in Nation on Instagram. That's Bachelor Nation on TikTok and Facebook and on Twitter, Bachelor Nation. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or baby, wherever you get your podcast. And again, and as always, baby, don't DM me no more until you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.